0: Yes, we hated Florida fans. Ooh, We did that. But? But Tennessee fans, Georgia fans, this is a different type of animal. And so I need to help Mm. you, Georgia fans, understand what it is that you're up against. Not on the field. No. But in the stands. That's the real enemy. Uh, So let's talk about that, plus a little breakdown of the game here on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What is going on? He is Daniel. I am Clint. This is Locked On Bulldogs, your team every single day, Mm. and uh, we talk in Tennessee because Daniel here, it's it's here. here. One versus two, Mm. uh, ESPN Game Day. Which, by the way, if you're still watching, may God have mercy on your soul. What is what's happening in your life? You literally could not pay me enough money to listen to Pat McAfee WWE his way through sports commentary you can't do it. It's not happening. <clears throat> no, it's not happening. Today we are gonna talk about Tennessee fan because it is a new breed. Uh, Daniel. It's like it's like when Bitcoin Bro <sighs> there we are has we his go. money
0: Here we and go.
1: starts paying for everything he could possibly see. He doesn't know what to do with it, but he's spinning it like he does, and he just no. those gums are flapping. <laughs> Daniel. So we're going to talk about Tennessee. We're going to talk about uh, what we're looking forward to the game when Georgia has the ball in the second segment and when Tennessee has the ball in the third segment. So Mm -hmm. Daniel, Mm -hmm. um, for all of us who don't have to surround ourselves with Tennessee fan and thank the good Lord above.
0: Let me just take a moment. Stop right where you are and thank whatever it is that you feel the need and urge to thank yeah thank him that you don't have to be
1: surrounded by tennessee fans all the time daniel i got a tennessee fan right next door but 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 he working he got a job right now that has taken him 80 hours a week
0: he he on the clock
1: he on the clock every moment of every day and from my experience,
0: a rarity in their fan base. So I'll just – we'll open with that. Okay, now listen. We're going to get this out of the way. Here we We're go. going to get this out of the way early because Tennessee fans, we know you're here. We love you. Happy to have you here. Um, We're going to get this out of the way early. Everything I'm about to say right now mm-hmm. does not diminish the fact that the Tennessee Volunteers football team in 2022 is quite good. They're very good. Very good. Listen, Tennessee fans, this is the most insecure fan base in the entire world. You're talking about all of Alabama's insecurity with none of Alabama's success. Wow, that's weird. Let me just put your mind at ease. I'm talking about you, not your football team. Your football team is good. Any Georgia fan that says that Tennessee, the football team, does not make them nervous any georgia fan that says the tennessee the football team does not have a chance to win this game is posturing and lying mm. they they mm. are not telling the truth mm-hmm. because tennessee is good georgia is good this is two good teams playing each other and there is an outcome where georgia wins there's an yep. outcome where tennessee wins We're going to get into which is more likely what we think is going to happen. But both of those outcomes are on the table. So no one on this podcast is saying that your football team's not good. But let's talk about, for the Georgia fans listening, this is what we're up against with Tennessee fans. Because Clint alluded to it already. This is the definition of new money. Okay? Do you understand? These are people that don't have things. No. We all know that they haven't won a championship of any kind in 24 years. 1998 okay. was the last time a championship rolled through Knoxville. And I'm not talking about a national championship. No, I'm sir. I'm talking about a championship of any kind. Literally. In 24 years. They've gone
1: 15 years, Clint, without okay.
0: an SEC East
1: title. No, Daniel, you meant you meant uh, the SEC title, Daniel, no, That's a conference. No,
0: that's twenty four years. They've been fifteen years oh. since they have even represented one of the two schools in the SEC championship game. Well, that's a decade and a half if you're okay. counting at home. They have gone. Are you ready for this? i I don't think they are, but I am. twenty one years without finishing
1: in the ap top 10 clint okay now notably on this podcast we say the only rankings we care about is at the end of the year the top four teams to make a playoff that's all we care about that's all we care about so you're telling me a notably meaningless poll that carries no weight outside of Associated Press National Media People's Voting on a Pageant Contest. They can't even crack the top 10. Okay.
0: Well, since any of their players have been alive. Okay. That's great. They have 2 top 25 finishes in the AP Final Poll, 2 in the last 10 years. 2 top 25 Finishes in the AP poll in the last
1: 10 years. I'm going to give you a name of a team that was just in the AP poll. James Madison was just in the AP poll, top 25. I'll do you one better, Tennessee
0: fan listening. Do you think you have more or less AP poll, top 25 finishes in the last 10 years than Vanderbilt? Oh, because it's the same number. It's the same. They're equal. Tennessee and Vanderbilt have finished in the top 25 in the AP Was that
1: when Vanderbilt had that coach that was making kids do those rollovers on the field for dropping an F-bomb on the field? James Franklin was the coach of Vanderbilt at that point. No, No. he wasn't. That was somebody before James Franklin.
0: No, this is two AP top 25 finishes in the last 10 years. Same as Vanderbilt. That's the level of this is what this fan base – you talk about a poverty fan base. Yeah. You talk about a, a fan base that's hungry because they haven't eaten Clint anything. Anything in a. So, Georgia fans, this is all I'm trying to tell you. The Tennessee football team is quite good. Yes. Yes, they are. But don't try to engage the Tennessee fans because they're not ready for an adult conversation, they're not ready to sit at the big kid table. Because all they want to do is just grab everything because they've never been invited
1: to this party before. That's Tennessee. They're they are literally condiment-throwing, top golf-throwing okay. fans. Okay. They, they, it's a mustard bottle. This a is a, what they're known
0: it's for. It's a bottle of mustard and a golf ball. They threw the goalposts in the river because— <laughs> They were walking out of the stadium with them with no plan, and just homeboy looks at other homeboy and is like, will these fit in your apartment? No. no. Will oh. they fit in your apartment? No. Uh, let's throw them in the let's, let's Let's just deposit them in the river because of the regular
1: season game we won. And by the way, Tennessee fan, I know you're here. When you want to talk to me about your incredible win against Alabama, just remember, it took missed field goals, turnovers, botched special teams play at home against probably the worst defensive Alabama you've seen in the last decade.
0: Well, to be clear, this is the best Alabama team Nick Saban's ever had. I heard ever that in the preseason ever. He spent all year last last year rebuilding. We can Re- He
1: rebuilt. That. He rebuilt last year. He rebuilt. Uh, we're going to come back after this and talk to you all about when Georgia has the football against Tennessee. But first, I'm going to let you know that this segment is brought to you by Nissan. I'm going to let you know about Nissan. Hmm. they got some thrilling cars going on right now, Daniel. They do. They have Frontier Armada Pathfinder. They're all available. And it's kind of like that thrilling experience when you realize that the best offensive player in all the nation – Okay. Happens to play for your team. Oh, That's the you're kind talking, of about Tennessee
0: fans? Tennessee fans? talking about Tennessee oh, fans. I'm not talking about Tennessee fans. Oh, you're talking about
1: the Heisman. The Heisman. He's a favorite to win the He's Heisman a, Trophy. You can. You know what? You keep that Heisman because I got. Brock well, you Bowers. can't take Bryce
0: Young's Heisman
1: Trophy away from him. You I can't take Hendon Hooker's to. Heisman Trophy. I away don't, from don't him. want we'll to. we take you Brock Bowers, who's better at football. Better at football. So this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, Pathfinder. Day available now at nissanusa.com.
0: Um, uh,
1: all right, Clint. So yes, let's sir.
0: get into the game on the field. Here we go. Okay. When let's start when Georgia has the ball. We're going to kind of give you a little bit. We're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to a little new schedule this week. Tomorrow we're going we to have out new schedules. We're giving out locks tomorrow, so we give out official predictions for the game tomorrow. We give it to you early. We gotta get
1: look. Lather is full early.
0: We need to to marinate in it for a little while. We might be back on Friday changing that official prediction. You don't know. Uh, so we give you official prediction tomorrow on yeah. wednesday yep. on thursday we're gonna have our boy from locked on vols come on i hope come on the show hey we get fingers a crossover crossed. action so we i called him, him up and questions. i
1: mandated he gets on this show Dan.
0: well it's ma- it's it's not mandatory but it's mandatory if you know no, what I, mean. I i told him he wink, needs wink. to be here yeah and so we're going to do that on Thursday. Ask him some questions from uh, Vol's perspective. Let um, him ask us some, some questions as well. So that should be fun. And then on Friday, we'll be back with our final thoughts on the game. So for today, though, we're talking about offense, defense, when Georgia yes, has sir. the ball, when Tennessee has the ball. So we'll start when Georgia has the ball, Tennessee's defense versus Georgia's offense. And we'll do this kind of like this. Let's give a reason to you want, be— You want the good, good cop, bad cop? Good cop, bad cop. Let's do yeah, a little reason to be excited— and reason to um, get a bucket.
1: Get a bucket. Okay. Okay, reason one to get a bucket. George is playing football. That's
0: You should already have a bucket. That's on you, okay. Tennessee fan. This is a public service announcement to you. Get a bucket. You'll need it at you times need when it. your team plays football. Sometimes they don't call pass interference, and on fourth down you're not bailed out by that call, and so you don't get the touchdown to tie the game up after all, and you'll need a bucket. At that point, okay. you will. You will. So let's start with when Georgia has the ball. A reason for optimism, a mm. reason to be excited. Am I doing this one, or are you doing this?
1: One? You give us the good, the 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 good cop, Daniel. All right.
0: So um, when Georgia has the ball, you should be excited because number one, mm-hmm. um, Stetson Bennett is among the most prolific and efficient passers in the entire SEC. And um, Tennessee fans, all you need to do is look at any stats. Literally, you pick it. You pick the stat. You pick any stats.
1: Okay.
0: And so this narrative that that Stetson Bennett cannot win a shootout, you know who you are. This narrative that Stetson Bennett cannot participate in a shootout, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of it. I'm tired, Clint. I'm tired of this narrative. Okay. But that's not why you should be optimistic. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You should be optimistic because nobody can
1: touch Georgia in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm.
0: This is the, this is, that's, it's Kirby time. It's, it's, it's winning time. It's
1: lockdown time. Yes, sir.
0: It is the time when this offense puts games away. And so let me just say, Tennessee, if you hope to win this game, You had better run away and hide in the first three quarters of this game because if this game is close going into the fourth quarter, I'm just going to tell you right now, the dogs are going to win this game because the offensive line is gelling
1: at the perfect time.
0: We've been waiting all year.
1: It's Daniel. It has been waiting all
0: year, yes, sir, for this offensive line to start to come together. I know Tennessee's run defense has actually been quite good this year, and Tennessee—I'm not trying to disparage that at all. I think George is going to be able to run the football a little bit, and I know for damn sure that Tennessee ain't going to do nothing to stop Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington. No, sir. And no, sir. Lord in heaven, if you can hear me, A. D. Mitchell, just. For one time, for one, for
1: one time. Well, Daniel, is it is it my turn yet? Your turn. Okay, let me parlay that that little that that little Bon Jovi hanging on a prayer. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you why to be nervous, Daniel. Yeah, Um, I've got the bucket ready. The bucket's ready because we have no wide receivers. It's a a tough time. It's a tough time. AD Mitchell injured. Dom Blalock coming back. Is he 100%? I I don't know. Apparently had a back spasm. (laughs) Apparently another injury pops up. Keiris Jackson still rotating through. Hasn't cemented himself in that position. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meeks and uh, Rosemey Jack Saint are are still trying to find their groove. Jack Saint seemed to throw a a, a little bit of it, but we don't have the bona fide I need a sixth. Dylan Bell. Showing us a
0: little bit, but
1: not enough. We got no. Now I know we got Brock Bowers. I know we got Big O. I I understand that. Mm-hmm. However, Ladd McConkey's only able and capable of picking screens for twelve yards. So this is apparently all he can do nowadays. I don't know what happened. Ad Mitchell is a game changer, and without him in there, our wide receiver room is depleted. And you mentioned it the the strength of this Tennessee defense, and they they have played inspired the last couple of weeks, Daniel. I, I give them credit against the run. You should. They are They are flying around. I've been quite impressed. Those linebackers who I thought were trash last couple weeks are showing out and being stout in tackling, being stout against the run. Where you attack them is deep, get behind them, and picking them apart with reads that they cannot keep and manage in coverage because their pass rush isn't elite. It's good. It's not elite. They are very stout at containing. I'm not sure. If where you want to attack is going mono and mono when their offense is clicking, if their offense is clicking, yep. mono and mono in a run game without wide receivers making plays and Stetson Bennett overshooting six foot seven big O, it, give you concern there. And here's the second piece of concern. I don't know what's happening, and you could look at the stats of this. Turnovers are a weird stat. I know on defense you create turnovers. If you look at a team's turnover differential yep. on defensive side, George's defense generates turnovers. You can do that. But when the turnover bug, kind of like the injury bug, I I, I don't know how to metric it for you or give you analysis besides protecting the football. We have turned the ball over, which has led very, very bad teams to keep games closer than they should. Ohio State's done the same thing, by the way, this year. Sure. when that happens, which Georgia has done and Stetson Bennett has done, not protecting the football and throwing fumbles, all of a sudden, if you get two turnovers against Tennessee and those generate to two touchdowns, that turnover d- differential is now point differential of 14. That is a huge swing. Those are the two concerns I have with offense. Our wide receivers being depleted and the turnover bug hitting Georgia this year at an unexpected rate?
0: Lad McConkey must catch a deep ball in this game. He must to. get behind the defense. Because it's he it's what he's he does. Capable. Daniel? He's capable. He's fast. Yes. It the drops this year have been uh inexcusable infuriating. Because I trust Dylan Bell yep. in the short game. I trust Very much so Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint here and there. I trust Kiris Jackson when he's utilized. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is Georgia doesn't need very much from their wide receivers to be explosive in the pass game.
1: You must catch the one hitter down the sideline to keep everybody honest so that Brock and Big O can do what they do.
0: You have to
1: make them pay when
0: you get behind them. And so you're absolutely right. We need A.D. Mitchell one. But we need Ladd McConkey to have a better performance than we have seen from him in this season so far. So uh, those are valid concerns. Let's switch to the other side of the ball when Tennessee mm. has the ball, the greatest offense that this world has ever seen.
1: Since the forward pass has been invented, this offense is now giving palpable sweats, Daniel, yes. to defensive coordinators. Oh, they can't You know what those defensive that. They can't handle it, but the defense coordinators need Sweat Block, and Sweat Block will take care of that for you. Mm-hmm. Sweat Block takes care of the embarrassing pits, the embarrassing back sweat, the embarrassing Tennessee fan. Oh, sorry, it doesn't fix that. It, they're just embarrassing. You're no, just, just even Sweat Block. That's just going to come with time.
0: You just that, need to be here for a while. Have a good team for a
1: while. Have and a then good team for more than a hot week. Yeah. Um, sweat Block has been here a long time. They are great. They are fantastic. Get over there right now to SweatBlock.com. And put in the promo code locked on for 20% off your entire order. That's sweatblock.com. Promo code locked on for 20% off your entire order.
0: Mike right, Clint, I went first last time. And so, why don't you um, give us. Now, there couldn't be a reason to be optimistic. <laughs> I don't know. There couldn't be a reason to be optimistic. This is, again, Joe Brady has come mm. and mm. he has just deposited his wealth of knowledge into Josh Heupel. And Josh Heupel said, you know what? I don't need it because I'm actually better than you. Yes, Pendant sir. Hooker, better than Joe Burrow. Yes, sir. Um, they've got all the weapons. Don't need They've no got more. all the athletes. They've got all, all of the them. scheme. Class. Yes. And so, why would Georgia possibly be optimistic going into this game when Tennessee has the football?
1: I'm going to give you three rundown reasons, okay. Daniel, why to be optimistic when Tennessee has the ball, one, Tennessee wants to run the football. Do not mistake this. Anybody, anybody with eyes, Josh Hoople, go, go look at Lane Kiffin, the same exact guy. They are cut from the same cloth. They have the same mentality. If you only pass, if you're throwing the ball around 59 times without a dominant running game, you will die on the vine. I sure. guarantee you. That's not Tennessee. Uh, no, Tennessee loves to run the football. Run
0: heavy team,
1: very run heavy. Um, you know what Kirby Smart does really well, Daniel? Every single year, stop the run. Well, Florida, the most successful it, SC, SEC team on rushing the football. Uh-huh. By the way, uh-huh. we held them to one yard per rush in the first half, okay. Daniel. That's when the that game good? was close. It's really good, Daniel. They Did couldn't they do set up anything better
0: than that, or worse than that, against Tennessee. Just wondering.
1: Oh, let me think really quick. Tennessee game against Florida. Oh, no, no. Oh, they, I think that trash quarterback put up four hundo on him. The guy who literally is better at anything else than quarterbacking. You name it, I mean, it, he's I haven't better. seen him do everything else, but. <laughs> you name it. He can't be worse. <laughs> he can't be worse. Number one, Kirby Smart in this defense loves stopping the run. That's true. Point two, okay. Daniel. We got them players back, and his name is Jalen Carter, Mm. Smile Mondan, JDJ, Mm -hmm. Kamari Lasseter playing angry, and Christopher Smith playing at an all-SEC, all-world level. Yes. And now look, this is going to be weird. I'm going to say something. You're not going to like it, and I'm going to parlay this. I'm going to try to invert it because everybody says – Nolan out with some sort of peck strain. Nolan not going to be there. Oh,
0: don't do this. Don't do this to me. No, don't do this. Stop right here. Stop short.
1: Michael Williams okay. he didn't. gets more he didn't listen. run. Mm-hmm. He gets more run. Daniel, playing running back in the SEC is very difficult, but it's, it's a very easy position to understand run left, run right. Mm-hmm. It's, the the nuances there. Getting after the quarterback – in the SEC yep. is a physical domination type play. Michael Williams has that in droves. We're going to see him get more. Now, I'm not saying it's better that he does. What I'm telling you is that in a game in which we have Jalen Carter in the middle, we have linebackers already there. We have Kamari Lasser and Christopher Smith playing all world right now. And we get more Michael Williams to get more run. I'm just suggesting to you that it's not as bad as we want it. And here's the third reason. Okay. Hinden Hooker and this oh, offense. Here we go. Here we go. Is a, I've said it all week. I've said it the week before, and I'll keep saying it. It's a one, two, go read. Okay, It is not complex. It's not Alabama's passing attack. Alabama's passing attack, very, very complex. Yeah. Not anymore with Bill O'Brien running this show totally, but it, years past, it really, really was. Hinden Hooker's passing tree, very short, very succinct. It's one, two, go. He is a slight quarterback. He ain't going to take them hits. And you're telling me Kirby Smart has gotten weeks to prepare for this and got everybody's best shop and tons of tape on this from Alabama. And you're telling me that a not complex passing system against Kirby Smart and his secondary mind, and you're going to try to do a a, a Gus Malzahn-esque offense with it? No, thank you. I'm taking Kirby every single time. So players stopping the run and Kirby smart against a passing system. That is not Nick Saban's.
0: You know, I don't disagree with some of the points that you made. <clears throat> um,
1: I had to say Nolan Smith and Daniel but let me... almost literally vomited.
0: <laughs> when they run this tempo, by the way. Yeah. It's almost always a run. So they, they tempo up to the line. Tempo, 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 tempo. It's not. It's like eighty percent. It's not always a run. Sometimes they hit you with another pass, but it's almost always a run, and it almost always goes for five, six, seven, eight yards. Almost. Yes, always. it does. Always.
1: Yes, it does.
0: And that's what the tempo begets tempo. It's what Gus always wanted at Auburn, but could never really do. Yes. Because when that first play gets you five, six, seven yards. It's all you're you're dead. You've snowballed now. You have to be able to stop the run. Which is why yes, Nolan Smith, the best run defender in the SEC, is a huge loss for the University of Georgia. And so, um, I do agree with the players that you named that are back, Smile and Jalen particularly is a significant advantage because you gotta get after Hen and Hooker. Have to. Let me talk about um the, the principal reason that I think Georgia fans should be nervous should be pessimistic about this team's chances um, to shut down Tennessee's offense because um, no one does that. So that's the primary reason no one does that. you don't you don't do it. hasn't been done all year. So Georgia ain't going to win. This game with a dominant defensive performance. I'm not saying they're going to have to get into a 40 to 40 shootout, but the defense ain't holding Tennessee under 14, 17 points, right? Like Tennessee's going to get 20
1: plus. I was, I was just thinking in my head, what was the number? I'd put it at 19 or 20. 20. Yes.
0: I think it's going to be more than that, but I'm just saying the floor that you could be looking at. The yes. absolute yes. best performance the defense could ever string together would be 21 points against this Tennessee Volunteers team, in my opinion. And so that alone puts Georgia's not back against the wall, but that puts Georgia in a situation that it doesn't find itself against against many teams because most no. teams, Georgia goes in expecting to hold that team to 10, 13, 13.
1: Because we've been doing it all year
0: long, nine points yeah. per game. And when we don't, like against Florida, because there's a huge coverage bust, and they and they get a long touchdown. Wasn't a coverage it, bust.
1: It, it, I'm not going to fight you on this. Keep going.
0: Because there's a player that's not at any any reasonable facsimile of where he should be standing, um, and we give up a long touchdown. It's surprising. Anyway the thing that georgia fans should make georgia fans the most pessimistic about their defense's chances is is kind of along the lines of what i just said and and even the discussion that we're not having right now that we that we want to be having with each other there's a there's a rhetoric going around about tennessee's offense clint that josh Heupel, who is as close as college football has to an offensive genius okay uh, you all thought it was it was lincoln Good Lord! Josh Heupel could coach Lincoln Riley in and out of a bucket ten times before Lincoln Riley had any idea what was happening.
1: Correct.
0: Uh, Josh, Josh Heupel's been chopping cilantro since before Lincoln Riley knew what a taco was. You understand? He has no
1: idea. Josh has been doing this for decades. Okay,
0: so there's this rhetoric going around that Josh Heupel, who legitimately is a fantastic offensive mind. Yes, schemes yes. all these coverage busts, right? That there's this this elite scheme and this Correct. sort of like shenanigans that he yes. runs at the line of scrimmage, right? Like, and, and it's people like Gary Danielson who, Lord in heaven, listeners, just mute it. You don't have to listen to him. You know that, right? You, you have the ability to control it. You don't have to listen to him. So just... But people like Gary Danielson perpetuate because he makes this huge deal because the wide receivers switch places. And like, oh, my gosh, look at what they're doing. A lot – Tennessee does get some busts. They do benefit from some coverage busts. And I will give Josh Heupel credit for some of those coverage busts because he does do some things that make it difficult on a team. But when you go back and you watch Tennessee play football – And I think Mm -hmm. Tennessee fans will agree with this. A lot of the things that get diagnosed as coverage busts are not coverage busts. No, sir. It's just a safety who is running 15 yards behind a wide receiver, not because he was out of position, but because he just got torched, like beaten so badly that it should be a felony. Tennessee – destroys safeties. They take their yes, best athletes and they get them one-on-one with a safety and then they make the safety wish that they had never played football in their entire life. Uh-huh. And it's not a coverage bust. Nope. It is one athlete being a lot
1: better than another athlete. Hyatt's really good at running straight, y'all.
0: He He's very fast.
1: He's very fast. Okay.
0: I love our safeties. I think Mm -hmm. our safeties are a weapon on our team. I think Christopher Smith is among our best defensive players.
1: If you sense a comma coming.
0: I think Malachi Starks is probably the most talented safety that Georgia has had in a long, long, long time. Mm -hmm. But Clint, Mm -hmm. neither of them are the fastest knife in the drawer. No. Neither of them are the freak elite athletic guy that some of these Tennessee wide receivers are and so the importance of being not only in position but getting appropriate help and not and giving up a lesser play to not give up the monster play the importance of that for Georgia is through the roof in this game, and Tennessee just feasts. I'm not, we have great safeties, we but do. they feast on safeties. It's not coverage busts; it's just yeah. people getting burned. And so, as good as Kirby might be at scheming, and to, to your point from earlier, I trust Kirby over any mind. Okay, I trusted him over Lincoln Riley, mm-hmm. and he got torched in the first half of that game. And then what happened, Clint?
1: And then what had happened?
0: So I trust Kirby over any offensive mind in the game. I do, but the players still have to go out there and play. Yes. And when Christopher Smith is one-on-one with Hyatt, and Hyatt is running full speed, you better trip him or See, something.
1: Now here's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna rebuttal this because I think this is where the the consternation comes the most for Georgia fans. Uh, offensive wise. All us fails, look at the running attack that we have going for us right now. And that'll travel, that'll translate everywhere. Okay. Defensively, this Tennessee juggernaut coming in, two things to give you maybe a little bit of rebuttal to this. And, and you're right. Hyatt's a weapon, he's insane. Uh, we've they been on this. The podcast.
0: other kid back. He's healthy. Yeah. Yes. He's yes, healthy yes. now. And so yes. I can't remember his name. Whatever I can't his name either. Is. Tennessee fans, you'll tell us. It you'll tell us. He's I'm sure. He's, He's, good. Good. Yeah. He's good. And
1: you'll you'll be mad that we don't remember his name.
0: Whatever. He's good. No, we swear. You're good. Oh You're gosh. important, Tennessee fans. You matter. We Calm
1: get it. down, y'all. Anyway. 1998. There it is. Uh, we've been on this podcast before talking about be imploring Louis scene, imploring Richard LeCount. To be deep as the deepest.: You
0: better get a back pedal going before the snap even
1: starts. Before okay. the okay. snap even starts. Okay, 0 point one. point2. Have you noticed something about UGA the last couple weeks on defense, Daniel? That's been really impressive on, this, on the play selection and the play calling scheme that's been happening a great deal more because admittedly, we do not have the same defensive liner edge guys that we did last year. We've admitted this. There's been an increased pressure rate because of blitzing coming. Daniel, mm-hmm. you know it's a really good solution to the three-step, four-step, fifty-yard bomb that takes some time to develop. Jalen Carter planting two guards in the lap of Hendon Hooker and yep. watching Smile Mondon and J.D.J. and Ryan Davis and Trez Marshall come down the a gaps. It's
0: the number one key to the game. It's the, it's the, the,
1: the number one key to the, the game.
0: Defensive lines ability to get pressure straight up the middle. It's not from the edge. Because no. Hendon Hooker will beat that, he will step up, he will run, he will make it. Ha- he will make a play.
1: The it's Barry Alexander. Lines, it's Walthor. It's yeah. Jalen Carter. It's a yeah. gap blitzing linebackers.
0: It that's the number one key to the game for Georgia. They will be able to stop the run
1: of Tennessee. Yes, yes.
0: They will not be able to hold up in coverage against Tennessee. Those two things, I'm confident of. I'm confident that Georgia's secondary cannot hold up indefinitely in coverage against Tennessee. And I'm confident that Georgia can, for the most part, slow down the Tennessee running game. And so it all comes down to, do you make Hooker uncomfortable? Or do you let him stand back there and find the guys? Because I'm telling you, it's a matchup nightmare. And Tennessee's going to find them the whole game.
1: This has been Locked On Bulldogs. Your team every single day. Come back tomorrow. We give out locks as well as official score predictions for this game. We will see you guys then. See ya.